0: 24th episode of the Mixtape Book Club podcast. My name's Ellen. And
1: my name is Mel.
0: In each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge variety of Destiel fanfiction. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at fics that are involving time travel.
1: And to discuss their fic from 42, we'd like to welcome author Unicorn Poe, also known as Eden and many other things on social media
0: <laughs> hi welcome
1: would you like to give us a quick rundown of all your different names so that people know where to find you
2: of course yeah uh yeah it's a little scattered um so on twitter which is where i'm most active uh i think my handle is cowboy like me and the o is a zero and the rest of it is capital letters which is confusing to say aloud <laughs> and then on ao 3 i'm unicorn poe and then i'm really not much on tumblr so I just want to shout your Twitter name.
1: Like whenever I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, can't like me. Uh, Yeah, so. I made it in
2: the throes of excitement over the Taylor Swift song and then just never changed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never do. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> we have to say also, welcome back um, to the podcast because we've had a, a little bit of a break. We were, Mal and I were caught up in posting our fic and like just busy times. So we're back. Um, we're a little later than we originally planned for this particular topic, so we're, we're going to end up posting it on November 5th. So um, a big, you know, happy kind of anniversary to everyone out there. Hope you're doing okay. Hope everything's not on fire too much. <laughs> um, and hopefully these time travel fix that we're going to talk about are a little bit of a fix-it catharsis type thing um, to, you know, bringing up some memories of what happened last year and everything in the actual show so um apart from um psalm 42 we're going to be talking about strand lines by ailey kindara um so much tangled thread by imogen by night and jack to the future by gothy ringwald i think is how you pronounce that
1: yes i think that's an awesome name <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing time travel ended up being a bit of a uh... Excellent choice for this time, even though we didn't realize it was going to be November 5th. I think we happened upon something there accidentally. <laughs> so. Yeah. so, links to all of the books we're talking about today will be available in this episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com and included in our collection on AO3.
0: And uh, just to add before we go on, that um, thank you to everyone who entered our, the giveaway for our um, birthday episode and a big congratulations to the winners um Janine, Leah, Rissa, Anna and Maggie all received I hope they received I got pictures of most of them I think um stickers and swag and copies of um, Misha's New York Times best-selling poetry book congratulations to him as well <laughs> um, yeah
1: I guess I guess he deserves some congratulations for that. I
0: suppose yeah. <laughs> um Let's go on to some time travel, um, Mal. We've been talking about doing this time travel topic for such a long time because we're like really big sci-fi nerds and we love this <laughs> this um trope. Yes,
1: wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. We love it. <laughs> um, so obviously, time travel exists in canon in Supernatural, and there are several big episodes that it's known for. Um, I would say the biggest one is obviously the end where. Zachariasenstein forward five years, giving us the entire Enverse and Endverse cast, which is something we have an entire episode on, uh, which yes. we'll have to make sure to link in the post of this one. Um, so we won't spend too long talking about Enverse because that, as we have said, it's an entire episode by itself. There's so much to say about Endverse. Um, yeah. But there are several other um, episodes as well, one of which is one of my favorite episodes which is time after time, um, because we get Elliot Ness and um, the God of Time and uh, Dean in Suspenders, which is uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> Yeah. I don't really need to justify that, do I, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's not cool in, <laughs> in general, the,
0: the time travel costuming is just fantastic, <laughs> it's like they have a great time with that yes. when they go back in time.
1: Well, I mean, I th- Jensen clearly loves dressing up, doesn't he? You can just see that he takes any excuse. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: yep. Can't blame him, and we're
0: all very grateful. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Even for the questionable poncho outfit in Frontierland, like I'll will take that. That's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole gang in itself, though, so that was worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Anything to just occasionally get him out of flannel. And don't get me wrong, I'm a flannel appreciator. I enjoy him in the flannel, but just a little bit of variety now and again. <laughs> is appreciated
0: <laughs> well the entire um, cowboy kind of um, I guess it's a, a phenomenon in fic really isn't it like everyone likes to have them, either of them dress up as cowboys so we've got Frontierland to thank for that
1: yeah plus look, his enthusiasm is just too charming in that to avoid I think
0: like in, in the show itself there's plenty of opportunities for um, you know either um, the angels to send them back and forward in time, like a spell in the case of Abaddon and, and um, Henry Winchester. There's plenty of ways that, that time travel can happen. Um, funnily enough, there aren't that many fics that involve time travel, really. I, I was surprised at how few there were. I, I think there are some that um, use time travel as like a a surprise ending, or you know, like a twist kind of at the end or whatever that you don't realise as a time travel fic until you get to the end and go oh they're going back to the beginning again you know yeah it's um, so
1: definitely one of those to mention later I think that was mm-hmm. a good one but there's a few that have it as a twist and there's a few where they use it as kind of like a fix it method but generally yeah I was surprised as well how few there were in, in the general scale of SPN fic because we've got like well, we're well over a hundred thousand already by now I think we're already at like hundred and two thousand nearly hundred and three thousand or something I think
0: uh, shall we shall we jump straight in
1: yeah let's do it
0: so we're gonna start with um, Psalm 42 by Unicorn Poe or Eden um, it was published earlier this year 2021 it is 45,000 words long and it is explicit and Eden would you mind reading us the
2: summary Of course. How the fuck do you know my name, Dean hisses. The man doesn't look scared. He is watching Dean like there is nothing else worth watching. Lips a little parted, eyes a little soft. And blue. Real blue, like the ocean on a postcard. The ice spreading down Dean's spine makes him shiver. I suppose you could say I'm your guardian angel, the man murmurs. His breath fogs pale between them. All of him is unnaturally warm, like Dean's touching somebody with the sun sewn up beneath their skin. I have known you Dean Winchester for a very long time. Dean meets an angel who says he's from the future, but it all gets a lot more complicated from there.
0: Yes. You should make this into a podfic. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's
0: so good when you so read that. Good. Yes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Um so I I loved loved the idea of this. So basically, I didn't when I first started reading this, I didn't realise that it's the end of the show. Basically, this is this is a fix it. It is, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it's the, it's season fifteen cast going back in time pre series, and um, I just love the the idea that this is a cast who's already fallen in love with Dean, who who doesn't really know what's going on, but he he knows he has to, you know, look after this twenty something year old Dean. And um, it's written so beautifully. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for, thank you. <laughs> for fixing. Uh, this is one of the, the most beautiful fixits that I think I've read so far. So Wow.
2: That's very kind. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: Tell us about how this fic came about. Like, what was, um, did you just want to write a fix-it or what was the idea behind this one?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very self-indulgent fic. Um, <laughs> I think that mainly it just came, like, at first the idea was, I was just so like many of us, just upset with how the show ended and, like, sad about it. And I thought, well, you know, what's making you sad about this ending? And I didn't like like they were that they were alone. They didn't have each other, you know? That's just, you know, that's just sad. So I thought, well, I can hit two birds with one stone here, I think. <laughs> and yeah. take a season 15 cast who has just done, you know, one of the bravest things he's ever done and confessed his love and then is suddenly doomed to be alone I can fix that for him for a little while and then I thought you know pre-series Dean is I'm always so fascinated by him because we get these little chunks of information in like one liners he says that are mostly jokes or you know something Sam will hint at but we don't really get anything concrete about him and Mm. I found him so interesting and I thought it would just be really fun to explore that and then you know I sat down to write a one shot and 45,000 words later <laughs> I, I stopped <laughs> It's
0: always the way with one shots <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> One shots are dangerous
0: mm-hmm.
1: The things that I loved about this actually were, and this is probably going to sound strange so I need, to, I need to work out how I'm phrasing this so that I actually make sense So a lot of the time when uh, fic writers do things, I think we are especially with canon um, they're sort of afraid to come down very strongly in terms of certain I guess there are certain things out there that in the fandom people have different opinions on people have different opinions on Mary people have different opinions on John people have different opinions on all kinds of things just those questions that maybe in canon certain writers treated different ways in different episodes which mm-hmm. makes it difficult for us as the audience <laughs> um, because unfortunately, we didn't always have the most consistent writing team out there. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Just, just putting it lightly. <laughs> They're just you know. Um, and I love it when a writer of a fanfic goes, okay, no, this is what my opinion is. This is what I'm sticking to. And I'm going to hit you around the head with it. Cause that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, and the thing is, I can appreciate like lots of different opinions either way. So I have read fix. I have really enjoyed, which have been, um, fix where John was a great dad who just made some very poor decisions because of the trauma that he had been through. I have read some fix where he has been a terrible parent, and he would never have been any other way. I have read all kinds of different like iterations of him <laughs> and i love that this one straight from the beginning is just like straight up tagged you are entering a john winchester hate zone <laughs> like you know from the yeah, beginning yeah. this is where you're going <laughs> so i was like okay i can prepare myself i'm going in <laughs> <laughs> i'm a huge fan of any any story at all where a Cass who has experienced adult dean gets to meet john
2: Mm, I absolutely
1: yes. love that in any in any form, and this one, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's not read it, but this one is particularly satisfying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 very very good, and um, you know.
2: John's survives, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I felt the need to tag that because I do know people have differing opinions, and obviously, I mean, it's fandom, so I'm not, I'm not policing what anyone else thinks about a character, you know. But I did think, well, this is what I think, and I'm not going to hold back, so <laughs> I'll put a tag on there. Yeah, I mean, that's what
1: tagging is for, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and I, like I said, I've, I've read like both ways, multiple ways, many interpretations of John. So, I can appreciate lots of different ways, but I love it when a writer, instead of like sitting on the fence, sits there and goes, No, I'm not gonna, you know, do it this way, but then kind of make apologies for it when they're like, Nope, I have made a decision and this is where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed that about this story. So, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> like, Dean and Cass, or younger Dean and Cass's relationship as it evolves in this story, is brilliant. But I also just loved all of Dean's relationships in this story. So his interactions with John and Cass's interactions with John. And then later on towards uh, the end with Sam and everything as well. I, I really enjoyed it. So not just the Dean and Cass in this.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And we even get, I mean, this is sort of a spoiler, but...
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. S- spoilers.
0: Okay, so if you don't want to hear about the ending, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but skip forward a little bit but um I loved that that uh Dean got to have a conversation with his future self I thought that was really sweet like you sort of think about what you would tell yourself if you met yourself when you were 20 (laughs) or whatever it was like uh, like how you would take it if you heard an older version of yourself telling you something you'd be like what no (laughs) but yeah I thought it was really sweet that they got to have that
1: Yeah, and I think it's an interesting question, right? Like, would Dean listen to things from himself that he wouldn't hear from anyone else? (laughs) Like,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's probably an interesting question because Dean's not always very good at listening to other people. Um, So would he listen to himself more than other people or would he listen to himself less than other people? That's (laughs) the question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) When there's sort of flashbacks to to Dean uh, and the way that John handles, like, Dean being attracted to boys and that kind of thing, your little snippets of him discovering, you know, things about himself that he, de- he he's a bit wary of and whatever, um, especially the scene with the, you know, the hooker and the lipstick and stuff, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, can you how, – how did you come about, like, writing those things in? I, I really loved them. I was just curious. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, thank you. I think that uh, I think that <clears throat> Dean's such a multifaceted character, and yeah. having seen him for 15 years on a show, there's inevitably going to be things that we learn about him that are just never talked about again, and things that are sort of swept under the rug, I guess. Um, and he does that about himself as well, you know? Everything he says is sort of like a joke, or a performance, I guess, on the surface level. And I think that I just really wanted to explore like what exists beneath that level of performance that he puts on for everyone else in his life. And um, I think Dean, before the series starts when he's not, you know, he's not as traumatized, he's still traumatized, but he's not, there haven't been, you know, 12 apocalypses and he hasn't been to hell yet. (laughs) I think he has maybe a propensity toward being more open with himself And I wanted to see if I could write about that in a way that didn't feel like I was forcing it down people's throats, but also felt, you know, exploratory and like it was revealing something to himself as well, because he is very young in this fic. It was kind of a rambly answer, but... (laughs) That's okay.
0: It was a rambly question. (laughs) Mal, did you have a question?
1: Uh, not so much a question just a comment that I liked the representation of Dean being gay in the set I enjoyed that Um, because I I think there's room for representation of Dean in all kinds of ways in the fandom and that's one that generally is underrepresented I think so I enjoyed seeing that I'm sure there are people who don't enjoy saying that because like you said it's fandom (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know I think there's room for everybody in fandom so yeah, Um, you know and I think that's something where I'm trying to recall like how much I haven't seen a lot of representation for that I can think of a couple of really good ones but I haven't seen a lot of that Um, and I liked how it was done and how it was handled and it wasn't you know kind of this huge Clunky, clumsy thing that you know it kind of detracted from the fic at all, it was just really nicely woven into me as I was reading it.
0: So. Yeah, I liked it like that. Um, I guess the discovery that he was more like really attracted to Cass, you know, obviously Cass was attracted to him. He that that realization that in sometime in the future this guy was going to be into him, and he he wasn't used to that kind of attention, I guess. Um, and I guess it makes you think like if all these apocalypses hadn't happened if they'd met in in more calm circumstances where they actually had the time to um you know road trip around like they have they do in this fic, um whether Dean might have like you know they might have even got together or fallen in love faster or you know that that in this show they had so much going on all the time, there's always someone trying to kill them or you know there's an yeah. apocalypse to happen or whatever, and um. Both in this one and in the in strand lines, they um, there's not so much going on, so it's a bit more opportunity to kind of get to know each other and stuff.
1: Yeah, plus I think this one has the advantage as well in that you have a season fifteen cast here who has kind of already worked his shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because definitely after Rebelit, the cast definitely had some shit to get through. <laughs> so and it's kind of, I really like seeing the contrast of that, like a cast who has all that experience and all that knowledge already, even if he can't really share it, I mean he does share little kind of like tidbits here and there um, but he already has all of that knowledge already and in some ways by comparison, like Dean is so innocent here
0: <laughs> yeah um,
1: like he almost he almost kind of assumes uh, at various points like he almost kind of assumes that, that that him and Cass must have this kind of relationship or something going on in the future and in a way that's kind of nice because Dean is assuming that at some point he's going to work his shit out yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you, and you kind of don't want to tell him that like 15 years later that hasn't actually quite happened yet <laughs> but no it's it's a nice contrast, I think, like to see that more developed cast with the much younger Dean. I really like that.
0: Yeah, I guess he helps him to get his shit together in this one because he he knows that he's it's going to be returned at some point. So, or that, you know, it's already being returned.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a safe way to do it. Mm-hmm. One thing I guess we haven't really mentioned yet, which I guess is probably not too much of a spoiler because it does start happening quite early on is that there is like a whole other side of this story that we don't really necessarily get to see very much of, but is happening simultaneously where season 15 Dean (laughs) is obviously (laughs) trying to get his cast back. (laughs) Um, So there is a whole other storyline happening but there are flashes of that that occur in dreams um, that younger Dean can see. Um which the reader can kind of start to cotton onto when we get these little like you don't necessarily realize exactly what's happening to start with. Um yes. it could just be could just be a number of things, just kind of nightmares or or any kind of thing. But you know when once you kind of start to put the pieces together it becomes clearer what's happening. But I kind of like that like the little like angsty part of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just... The
0: first time I read, like when I finally worked out what that was that he was seeing, I was just like, Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I was like, eyes. It hurts. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> oh,
2: it hurts so much. Yeah, it's painful to write. <laughs> oh, like, I hate it
0: must find more <laughs> if, if you're having a bad like november 5th and you and you you don't like want to have all the memories of that come back um maybe just leave this one for a little while before you read <laughs> but if you if you want to get right back in there and remember what it was like a year ago um yes get right on this one
1: <laughs> just just yeah, add a new tag fail. just for the day leave it till yeah the, maybe <laughs> leave
0: it till the sixth yeah
2: do not read but, on november 5th <laughs>
0: But it does have happy ending. Like the ending is 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 good. It's hopeful, uh, hopeful. Yeah. Happy. yeah. Yes. So the uh, it's gonna uh, hurt, it's gonna but hurt. you're gonna like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the potential of the ending, though. Like we don't necessarily really know what happens after they get back. I mean, we can assume, but obviously, Dean and Cass do pretty well after they get back because they seemed to kind of work their stuff out pretty quickly once Dean got there. (laughs) Um, But obviously we don't get to see very much of that, but you did make a series. So I'm hopeful. (laughs) Yes. yes, Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on a a second part. That's much more low stakes and less angsty and it's shorter as well, but you know, it's taken me a while, but it's coming. Don't lose hope. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Is that going to be like a future um, thing or like a... Yeah, it will thing? be,
2: yeah. It's in the future. Um, okay. Like very close to the end of this fic, yeah.
0: Awesome. I'll look cool. forward to hear what happens next with them. Um, Actually, before we go on to the next one, I was going to ask about the title of Psalm 42. Um, I I, w- I was looking it up earlier and it's one about... You know, being pulled from the pit and, and set on firm rock. Do not,
1: withhold, do not withhold your mercy from me. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> knew Sunday school would come in useful
2: one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: tell us about the significance of choosing that for the title.
2: I, I think that there's just a lot of poetry to the fact that when they first met, Cass was saving Dean, and um, I wanted to sort of replicate that in their, I guess, second first meeting. Um, because Dean isn't in hell in the beginning of Psalm 42, but he's not in a good place either, and Cass doesn't save him physically, but, you know, metaphorically he does. And yeah. I think that the actual Psalm 42, the psalm, <laughs> is emblematic of that, and I just, I liked, I I thought it encapsulated what I was going for with the fic.
1: Yeah, I think it's very fitting, actually. Yeah. I like it.
2: It's a very gestial kind of a, a bible passage (laughs) for sure yeah Yeah, and there's also a song by the mountain goats with that as it's title and the lyrics of it are just so perfectly suited for Dean Katz it's kind of insane but that was also playing in my head while I was (laughs) titling it as well
1: brilliant I love a title with a double meaning (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I think it's really fascinating why people like title things the way they do Because it's always like one extreme or the other that you'll ask someone and they'll have some like deep, thoughtful, real reason why they titled something. Um, Or it'll just be like a pun or something they thought of like five (laughs) seconds before they whacked it up on (laughs) EO3. That's that's usually me. Like full disclosure. (laughs) That's usually me. Yeah, (laughs) I'm usually the
2: second, but something happened here. I'm not going to question it.
0: (laughs) No, go with it. It works really well. Yeah, we've had some um, panicked title discussions just before um, art claims times. <laughs> <We, laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh shit, I've got to give a title? <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Okay.
1: <laughs> we've just been referring to it as the fic for the past four months. Jeez. Yeah. You
0: yeah. <laughs> know, <Yeah>, my pine fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. In, like, while we were reading all these fics about, um, you know, pre series Dean, which I admit I haven't read for a while so I hadn't really thought about it but um I, I hadn't realized how long like Sam was actually at college for like it he was there for you know pretty much three or four years right like he was about to go into the law school which you have to do an undergrad first right like he's, yeah, yeah
1: sometimes sometimes I have it in my head that like he got torn away from college and wasn't there that long but like obviously he actually was because he was just about to graduate and go to law school so he'd obviously been at college for like nearly
0: four years exactly yeah i thought (laughs) i thought he'd only been there for like a year or whatever but no it's been like so all that time that um, dean was like hunting with his dad or you know on his own or whatever going off and doing stuff with lee or whatever he was doing you know during that time um it was like you know a prolonged period of time and i hadn't really realized that until now but um yeah plenty of opportunity for Angsty kind of character development there. <laughs> um, yep, I've got a new appreciation for that baby, baby queer Dean.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: trying to find his way.
1: Yeah, it's a really kind of fun era to be able to play with for fanfic. Honestly, I
0: think. Yeah, I guess in that uh, we can segue right along to strandlines, then, shall we? Because it's a similar kind of time period. Um, while being a completely different um, sort of story.
1: Yes. This is like one of my favorite things in fic where you could take something that just from hearing about it at a very surface level could almost sound like a very similar concept but then they're done so very differently. It's the whole two cakes concept. (laughs) Alright. So the next fic that we are going to talk about is by Ailey Kandara. It is called Strandlines. Um, it's also from 2021 um, because it's also... Um, oh, my bad. I thought this was from a bang, but it is not. It's not. No, this
0: was just, just gifted to us for just, free. She only just posted it like <laughs> the last few weeks.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a very recent one, but not from one of the bangs that's posting recently. Just a fic, just because. So thank you. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, but it was from September 2021. It is just over 40,000 words. I should also say that this one is also explicit, just in case anybody was looking out for that. And the summary goes like this. It's September 18th, 2008. Castiel is being deployed to rescue Dean Winchester from hell. He lands in Dean Winchester's motel room in 2003. Things go from there. Short and sweet. No, not really much in the way of spoilers there. Yeah. Um, starts you off right at the beginning, but I mean, it tells you where you're starting from, and <laughs> oh yeah, it That's starts right. off pretty much exactly as you'd expect with that concept. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, like while well, the previous one was season fifteen, cast with all the um, you know experience that he'd had, um, becoming more human, I guess, discovering emotions and stuff. This one is. Definitely season four, Cass. Um, Very angelic and, um, I guess, not really understanding what is going on with humans at all. Yeah,
1: not a clue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I like that our deans are pretty much kind of starting in the same place here. And we're pretty much starting in a motel room, like almost exactly the same on the dean side. But yeah, Cass is notably different. (laughs) (laughs) So Dean um, is in his hotel room and Cass arrives with an order in this one. So he knows that his order is just to save Dean Winchester. But the difference this time is that he doesn't know who has given him that order um, or where he's come from or anything. He's just been catapulted into 2003, which... Fans of the show will know is the wrong year for that order.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, he's about. I mean, let me let me mathify. Yeah, he's five years too early for that order. So, uh, it's an interesting twist. I don't
0: think yeah. does he know that he's supposed to be in hell? I'm just trying to remember. Oh yeah, yeah, he's ready for um, the bits of hell. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, so, he was
1: ready to go to hell in 2008. I think he hadn't gone yeah. there yet, but he was preparing to do that. But then, but obviously, end up 2003 he ended up, yeah, instead, with the order to go and save him. But he doesn't know who gave the order until much, much later, which is kind of a big spoiler. So we'll avoid that one.
0: But <laughs> even right at the beginning, um, okay, this is so. And this is another one where John is like a complete asshole <laughs> in the yeah. as well.
1: It's that that early season John what else can you do yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's left Dean injured after a hunt and just left him alone
1: uh, yeah I believe it is I believe he is attempting to patch himself up in a hotel room when uh, a bulletproof man appears in his hotel room which probably says enough about Dean's welcome <laughs>
0: <for cats there. laughs> Right, that's right
1: which you know is perfectly canon from what we've seen oh yeah
0: but I loved the kind of um, the road tripping kind of he, he's sort of getting trying to get away, but Cass just follows him around and he's like, what are you doing? Like, he, he doesn't understand what Castile is and who what he's doing. The, the confusion yeah, takes, in the first couple of chapters is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, really like good. he
1: takes a fair bit of persuading in this one. I mean, he took a fair bit of persuading really in the last one, too. But then obviously certain things happen where he's like, well, I guess. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like, what other option do I got? Oh, I guess. Um, and he takes a fair bit of persuading in this one as well. So reasonable. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. But once he, once he is persuaded, it's like some really lovely, hot, sexy times. I have to say, <laughs> I do enjoy <laughs> yeah. the um, explicit parts of this one. Very good. Very good.
1: I also really enjoyed the road tripping parts of this one because I loved the whole, like, bizarre American balls of small twine. town balls of twine the thing balls
2: of twine. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do they Especially really actually
0: have, like, bit largest balls of twine in every state?
2: <laughs> a lot of them. A good portion of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, as somebody, as somebody who moved to America as an adult, like... You all have got some weird shit here. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It it's it's just fascinating. Every country I've lived in has its own weird stuff, but yet somehow, yes, I don't know. Like America's got got a real good corner of the market on weird shit. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like the states compete with each other somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did like how Cass kind of um, you know could see past that kind of kitschy, you know, ridiculousness and was able to see the history of it and the um, you know, how different people had contributed to making it what it was And Yeah, that
1: was I great. really liked that, the scene where he could basically like kind of touch the ball of twine and see, because obviously this is a season four cast who has a lot more power than the cast that we're used to later in the seasons, because yeah. I guess mm-hmm. they <laughs> as he hung around more, they had to dumb him down a little bit so he didn't break everything <laughs>
0: but um, yeah that's true yeah he's, he's yeah. Really full of you know piss and vinegar in this one he's ready to
1: smite everything <laughs> yep. So, but that was a, a, kind of a cool little way of without having to have him kill everything around just remind us how powerful he actually is actually that he could just like touch this ball of twine and tell us this entire like history of it and all this cool stuff Yeah, I liked it I liked it it was a cool touch it was also incredibly nerdy which was just very Cass like like even though it was season even though it was like a season four Cass who doesn't yet have as much personality like you could see that that personality was was, it was already in there like it was it was waiting to come out like that nerdy angel is in there
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love this cast because you could already tell, like, how much he loved humanity and how much he loves humans. He's just fascinated by them, which is something we know about our cast. But um, I love that it was sort of revealed earlier in this season four cast. It was so charming. I just love him. <laughs> and he goes to,
0: like, even when he and Dean sort of split up for a little while, he goes and visits the other ones anyway. Just to Yeah. Say, What's going on with them? He's curious He's like, about yeah. it
1: and then even at the end the very very end of the fic there's a callback to the balls of twine where it's mentioned again and Cass is just like yeah let's go see all of them <laughs> like, yeah. let's go see all of the balls of twine
0: like, so i guess this kind of turns into almost a case fic by the end they've got to work out where where john is and what he's up to and um this also has like a pretty amazing confrontation scene between Cass and john <laughs> um
1: Again, I'm two for two this week.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very satisfying. Um, oh, I would have loved to have seen them do that in, like, you know, the one yeah. where uh, that one where John gets pulled forward, like, I don't know, if was that season 14? When they had that thing that brought him forward in time? Yeah,
1: yeah, Lebanon, yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. The 300th what? episode. Oh, they have so much potential there. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. Like, I don't think it's that much of an unpopular opinion to say I was kind of disappointed by that episode Oh yeah, like, me no, too, for I sure the, the concept, they had so much like, yeah, so much potential but yeah.
0: They, they just wanted to bring him back for nostalgia's sake rather than actually story <laughs> progression, yeah. I think, that, which was
1: which a shame I, I love him, yeah, I love him as an actor like, yeah. he's, he's oh, brilliant yeah, like, sure. bring him back anytime you want just, yeah, yeah just
2: we just want to love to hate him you know <laughs> exactly
0: exactly. and he's so good at that
2: though oh yeah
0: he's <sighs> saying he's got like an arsehole face <laughs> <Is that laughs> what mean?
1: No. i mean he kind of does though <laughs> <laughs> he can turn it on he can turn it on he can yeah. he can like anybody who's seen him in the walking dead like you know oh, he can yeah. really yeah
0: he's a great actor because in real life it sounds like he's like a real cinnamon roll like he sounds like a really <laughs> lovely guy in yeah
1: every everything I've heard he's super sweet in real life so Aww. i mean it's it's a good actor for you i guess mm mm-hmm. yep. yep but yeah wasted potential on three hundred there unfortunately, but hey, yeah. that's what fixed for right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well these these two definitely do a good job of um having a bit of a you know ass kicking confrontation between casts. I mean, he's he's very, um you know, by the time they get to actually meeting up with John, he's already, you know, decided that he's definitely a guardian angel for Dean and he's gonna he's upset with the way that John is, um, treating him. So um yeah. You can sort of see that shit's gonna go down before it actually they actually get to it, but when it does, whew yeah.
1: Yes. So it's not just the it's Heaven's orders protect Dean, it's it's also Cass will protect Dean. Yeah, so you he, get he is like,
0: he is definitely gonna do that, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I can't without giving spoilers say my absolute favourite part about that scene, Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Spoilers
1: I just love the absolute like assholery of them involving Adam and then making John basically just...
0: Yeah, he gave Dean up to save her. Yeah, yeah, just brutal. Just yeah, fertile. that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was
1: and horrible, but I love that, that they did it. Like it was I loved great they, storytelling.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I love
1: that they went there, because yeah. it was kind of implied, even in the show, that that's basically that, that kind of John just created a better family yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like, it was implied, but like in this fic, they just went there. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I love that.
0: but Yeah, I often forget that he did that. Like, you think, oh, yeah, John was a real arsehole. He used to leave them alone all the time. And then you're like, yeah, but then he went off and had another whole family. Right. right. And didn't tell them about. Like, if he'd just hooked up with some lady and had another kid, then okay, surely the boys would have been kind of okay with that. But they only found out about it later.
1: Yeah, it wasn't just like he made a mistake and didn't know better. He obviously did know better because he did better. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, anyway,
0: <laughs> this is just the John Winchester hate show today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part. That must partially be why um, we were all a little disappointed with three hundred, just because, um, like, they brought him back and uh, all was forgiven, and you know he did some really horrible things. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I'm not necessarily even averse to the forgiving part, just because. You Know there was, there was a lot of time and, and distance there necessarily, but I don't think that you can forgive them without addressing them at all. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah. that part right, is right. good. Like, anyway, anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and even Mary, like, she had found out from the guys what had happened with John, like that he'd pulled them into hunting and like whatever, and then she was just like, Oh, ah, you're back. Yay! She's just happy to see him
1: Yeah, well, again Mary's writing was very erratic Oh, yeah
2: Yeah.
1: So, like I'm not somebody who hates Mary as a character at all, I just think that she was written very erratically by different writers on the show She needed a lot more um, consistency and it wasn't wasn't fair to her as a character at all So (sighs) my she usual great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway that was um you know john hating segue there but
1: <laughs> uh. oh there was they they brought in the handprint even though obviously Cass never pulled the out of hell in this version because he oh. hasn't been there yet we're five years too early um they did manage to uh bring in a uh it's yeah, right. uh, like a brief handprint moment at the end which I loved, like I love a nod to a handprint <laughs> so
0: that yeah. was pretty nice um, Okay, so let's go on to um, So Much Tangled Thread by Imogen by Night This one was published for Pinefest in 2017 so it has some artwork in it by Sketchy Dean um, It's 37,000 words long and it's also explicit and the summary goes like this in 2008, Dean takes over his late grandfather's tailor shop in Normal, Illinois and discovers an old leather flight jacket in the attic. A hand-painted set of wings on the back, the name Novak, and a three-quarters sewn circle of red cotton are the only clues he has to the jacket's origins, and he enlists his historian brother to help him find the owner. It doesn't take long for Sam to trace the jacket to Lieutenant Castile Novak a pilot who lived in Dean's apartment until his mysterious disappearance a few years after World War II. And what little information they find about him is fascinating. The guy was a stone-cold badass. A stone-cold fox, too, if the grainy old newspaper photo is anything to go by. It's to be expected that Dean idly wishes he could have known the man as he closes the annoyingly unfinished circle of thread on the jacket. Less expected, however, is that wish coming true so um this is an au obviously it involves dean putting on this jacket and being thrown back in time to his same apartment um in the 1940s yes and meeting cass there because this because he uh when he goes back to his own time um time passes more quickly um there's a really beautiful like this is perfect for pine because there's just this undercurrent of pining on Cass's part mainly um, through the whole thing because he has to wait like months for Dean to come back when for Dean, it's only a few days. So it's a bit kind of, I was going to say it's a bit time travelers' wife, but it's not because that's like all out of order. This is this is still in order. It's just, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know where I was going with this. So you go, go, let your words
2: out.
1: Nope. Nope. I'm going to see if Eden has any thoughts, if, if they've read it. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is is just such a beautiful fic. Um, I love historical AUs, and this one is done so well. Um, I agree about the pining. Oh, my goodness. I was just... I read the whole thing in one sitting because I couldn't put it down. Yeah, yeah, I love the the element of uh, them being in the same place but in different times. I think it really just highlights, A, how well they suit each other, and B just, you know, what is going on in those different times. It's, it's very well-researched, I think, and it's just lovely. Yeah. Okay, Th- those are my thoughts. I had to gush, too. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I absolutely adored this fic, and one of the reasons why I loved it, um, so, a lot of people who listen to the podcast from listening to me will know that at least half of my family are British um, my grandfather participated in the Warsaw Airlift which is um, oh. where <laughs> which is what Cass is in at the beginning of this story which is quite fun for me like it was very fun to read something like the way that um, the author Imagine by Night who is known as Cass on Twitter so hey Cass um <laughs> She created a new um, new plane, new crew, everything, and, and basically inserted them into the Warsaw Airlift for this because she didn't want to overwrite anybody who was in it, which I thought was a very respectful way of doing it. Um, and I, I really loved that. But I also I loved the representation of having that real historical event and having somebody who was in it, but it, wasn't, it didn't overtake the whole fic like it was a, a nice kind of background to it without the fic being about it if that makes any sense so that drew me in like immediately straight away and like just threw me into this whole story like she, she had me from <laughs> from like the very first scene um where we're literally in the middle of it with Cass and his whole crew um and you get to see kind of a little bit of you know the the I will say trauma that the cast probably develops from the war from that Um, but it's not I will say it's not um, graphic in a disturbing way or anything like that you're you're definitely kind of seeing it with cast there's nothing kind of described that I think is needlessly graphic in this Mm -hmm. Um, it's done in a very respectful way I will say again Mm -hmm. but again it's also really good like I found it really gripping like I'm usually when I'm reading like uh, Dean Cass stories and stuff, I'm actually kind of like hurrying along to get to the point where they meet and stuff like that. That's that's the point that I'm interested in. Um, but I really wasn't with this at all. I was actually really interested in what was happening to Cass and his story in this first part. Even though I knew, because I knew that they were in completely different like eras of time. I knew that there was no chance of them meeting at that point. Um, I was still really interested into it so I was just absorbing every moment and wasn't rushing at all. So... Yeah, I loved yeah, it. Great. I also have this strange soft spot, though. There's not many of these, I don't think, but strange soft spot for stories where Dean is a tailor or um, works with his hands in some way that is not necessarily a mechanic or one of the usual kind of ones that we see routinely all the time. Um, like one of one of my favorite. Um, yeah. Versus ever is the laundromat verse, if anybody has read that one. Um, where yeah. in that one, Dean owns a laundromat <laughs> and he does a lot of, you know, laundry, <laughs> just to state, this, to state the obvious. Yeah. Um, and, and in this one, um, Dean obviously is a tailor, and you can see that he we get that little look at how um, he wanted to be one even when he was younger, and there was a kind of a period of time where he didn't want to let his dad know that that's what he wanted to do and he kind of kept it to himself yeah. and worked as a mechanic for a little bit um but, but then eventually got to a point where he spoke to someone and kind of realized that you know the only person that he needed to worry about pleasing was himself so which is a lesson a lesson for everybody yeah. really <laughs> but you know but in his, uh, his mother encouraged him, and uh, I think his grandmother did as well. So yeah. So again, once John was out of the way, everything improves.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <think> that. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna have to put a big banner on the front of this episode, going, "We don't like John." Just borrow the tag <laughs> from what?
1: the thick, like you are entering a John Winchester hate zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, that's right. Uh. Yeah, so I, you know, speaking of the um, the differences between the two times, I thought that was not only sort of the well-researched, but also I've, you really get a sense of how things were back then because of the food rationing and how he hasn't had, like, certain meals, like certain foods for, like, he hasn't had chocolate mm-hmm. for, like, months and months or something, and... um. You know we we have so much to be thankful for nowadays we've got any basically anything we want to eat is available you know and Dean's able to take some food back to him um, and he's and they have a, a feast or whatever that's um, not something that we think about on a daily basis but um, really brings it back to you when you read something like this where they did have rationed food and um, yeah available.
1: the other like stark difference um in the Times as well that like jumped out at me is that um when Dean first goes back and Cass is smoking and Dean makes a comment about um um about cigarettes killing about cigarettes killing you yeah, yeah and Cass the, says yeah. something about that yeah. being like a a rumor or like an av- like a like a, a gimmick or like something like that and uh <laughs> and Dean has to like point out like no, no yeah. that was that was true. They have with they have warning labels on them. It's really <laughs> Cass is like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which I quite I quite liked. So then you have Cass kind of like quietly like cutting back on the smoking in the background of this pic, <laughs> just like. Eh. So yeah, that was that was interesting to think about because that was very much a thing back then. So, which is very strange to think about now. Yeah, like, but it doesn't the way things are now.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Apparently, people still don't ever um like take into account health, you know, recommendations. Well, yeah, some so things never change apparently. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> there's always people who don't agree or don't believe it. There's a lot of um the, a lot of the angst kind of pining in this is driven by the two of them not talking to each other, like not like withholding the way they're feeling, or they you know they say something that's misunderstood as in just about any fic involving these two there's always some kind of misunderstandings that happen but um, even right to the end after things after the time travel thing is kind of resolved they they're still not telling each other yep they're, they're assuming deal. assuming what the other one and, thinks yep yeah yeah and by the by the end i was sort of like just get together that just kiss each other uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets frustrating towards the end but you know when they do when they when it all comes together it's so worth it as as always i think feel like this happens a lot with pine fest fix in particular there's a lot of that kind of yep uh,
1: miscommunication just, and pining just yeah. go together yeah, just, yeah and that wha-
2: third act conflict swoops in there and <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's why Pinefest is one of my favorite bangs, because they're always going to just dive in there at the last minute and hurt you yeah. just that little bit more.
0: We're suckers for punishment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as long as you give me a happy ending. Like, I'm a sucker for a happy ending, but, like, I will let you do things to me on the way there. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, definitely. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about this story, actually, is... Um, when you take a step back from it it's actually quite a fantastical like magical story like it's a almost fairy tale level like magical story like essentially there's a magic jacket and a witch and a (laughs) like a time traveling jacket but when you're in it the way it's written it doesn't feel that way um it's written in such a way that it feels very real like it doesn't necessarily feel feel like a, a magical fantasy type story. It's, it's yeah. just like there's, mm-hmm. there's just this very real mechanic of something that's really happening. <laughs> so Yeah. Which I thought was a really interesting yes. way of doing it because Cass could have taken it a completely different way and done it in a very kind of whimsical kind of fantasy kind of way, which would have still been a very good story. It just would have been a completely different story. Yep. And I can't think of too many other stories that take that approach actually. So that was... That was quite unique. I liked it. Oh, one thing I don't think that we've mentioned is that Dean is also a veteran in this one. So there's actually some discussion between Cass and Dean um, about PTSD in this and how they can kind of understand each other a little in this, um, which I think is kind of an interesting kind of mirror a little bit for how there are definitely things about each other in canon that Dean and Cass understand that necess- other people don't necessarily get um, Yeah, and I quite like that yeah. especially uh, from Cass's side of things where he probably comes from an era where stuff like that just was not talked about
0: yeah I think he does mention that at one point doesn't he like that he has some trauma that he tries to push down because it's not, people don't understand
1: Yeah, and Dean, what he's been through. Yeah and Dean kind of makes the comment that like well you know people don't necessarily talk about it as much as they should or, or anything now but obviously by comparison I'm sure it's much more talked about now than it was then like obviously yeah. maybe not as much as it should be um, or you know dealt with as well as it should be but I'm sure by comparison it's Leaps and bounds different um, to how it was in the 40s. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great story. And you can just, it's uh, 37,000 words, but I think I read it all in one go as well. It's just a very compelling kind of story. You just need to keep going to find out what happens.
1: Yeah,
2: this is one of those so, that
0: like kept me up at
2: night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their writing is lovely too. Like, just from a craft yeah. point of view, it's just very, it's a pleasure to read.
1: Yes, Definitely. I have binged many an Imogen by night fic. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> so that writing style always drags me in. <laughs> Definitely recommend this one. And there's um there's, there's really a lack of time travel AU's out there. I mean, we're lucky we have this one because this one's brilliant. But there's not a lot of them. So no, go write one for me, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I'll get right on that. I'll just put it in the pile behind all the other... Thanks. Oh, God. Appreciate no, it. I, I would <laughs> love to. I feel like the, the, um, actually writing a time travel, well, especially in AU, but even like the Canon stuff that we've been talking about, um, must be quite difficult from a... I guess if, if, you, if you're just doing a one-time hop where you're just going to a different time, it's not so bad, but in some of the fixed... That I've read for this episode, um, people they hop back and forth like this, this one um, must be difficult to keep track of. Yeah, you know, from where, where you are and you know what's going on in different characters' heads because they're from different time periods and and also because it's a um, if you're not writing canon, there's a lot more details that you have like you basically have to build two different worlds. Then you've got like whatever's going on in your time travel place <laughs> in your, in your other time. And and the present as well so it's just it's an extra level of um complexity to a story so
1: yeah definitely has to be continuity struggles i think you definitely have to keep really on top of things especially if like you said you have something where they're jumping back and forth multiple times yeah be a fun challenge though be fun to do one day
0: Yeah, one day. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. One day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the more the more episodes we do of this podcast, the more ideas we have piling up in our <laughs> ideas.
1: <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> I'd like to
0: write this trope one day. Add it to the list.
1: Yeah. And then the more episodes we do, the less time we have for writing as well.
0: So. <laughs> I know. I know. Damn it. So why did we start a podcast? Okay. <laughs> and let's, let's not worry about that now. We've got one more fic to talk about before we go on to um, some other... Suggestions.
1: So the last thick that we will talk about today is uh, quite a bit shorter. So um, if you don't have time for one of the chunkier ones that we've talked about today, we haven't talked about any any monsters today. The others were all kind of about around about the same length. Um, a good a good medium thick by by my standards. Though I've been told mm-hmm. that apparently uh, apparently our standards are a little on the hefty side. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, each to their own This is definitely one for all the people out there who want something shorter This fic is 3,883 words Um, It is written by Gothy Ringwald and is called Jack to the Future Um, This is a teen uh, story, so it's also a good one for those who aren't in the mood for an explicit story And the summary Mm -hmm. goes like this When Jack accidentally travels back in time, meeting younger versions of Dean and Cass, Dean learns some things about their future selves that just can't be true. Can they?
0: (laughs) I love fix with Jack in them. (laughs) He's such a fun character.
1: I really, really enjoy a well-written Jack. Um, But there's like two levels of Jack. I enjoy Jack as a character, um, and I think he's great to use in fix but then there's like a next level Jack <laughs> where you like actually really get into the character like beyond a surface level um, and then I think then just, just perfect chef's kiss wonderful Jack um, and yes. I really really enjoyed him in this story because for such a short story it was such a quirky fun like the dialogue in this story <laughs> like I could you know sometimes yeah. you you know sometimes you just read a fic and you can hear it mm-hmm. and that yeah that's that's what I liked about this one I could hear the entire story um the other thing is it's the only one that I found during our entire digging where it was somebody other than Dean and Cass that was doing the time travel and so I thought that was a, a nice one to
0: include for some variety here yeah so this is Jack t- going back to season four is this Um.
1: Yes. The first apocalypse so, time. Yes. So Dean and Cass have just met, pretty much. Um. First apocalypse time. We still have very, very much, Heaven's puppet Cass, and um, once again, Dean in his motel room. <laughs> it's a, sta- it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. a staple for that early seasons Dean. <laughs> yeah. And at least in this one, no one's gets no one gets shot, but only because Dean is currently cleaning his gun.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a chance to read this one, Aiden?
2: I did, yeah. This one was so cute. It was I loved how, you know, when Jack meets Dean and Cass, they're pretty well into that, I don't know, husband era, I guess I would say, where <laughs> yeah. they, they know each other so well and him going back and seeing them still trying to figure each other out so tentatively and being even more closed up with each other than they are when Jack meets them. It was really interesting to like sort of see them from that outsider perspective. And plus, his voice is just so fun to read from. Yeah.
1: I loved the different reactions that Dean and Cass had to Jack in this. I thought it was a really good choice to have Cass react to Jack initially, like he did. Um, yeah. So, obviously, as far as Cass is concerned, all he sees as season forecast is a Nephilim arriving out of nowhere. Um, yep. Which, as we know, season forecast. Wouldn't have dealt so well with that back Mm -hmm. then, Um, especially upon hearing that apparently this nephilim is referring to Dean and Cass as his dads. Yeah, (laughs) which is like an entire
0: identity crisis for Cass. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) but then I think, oh, maybe I don't have a uterus, (laughs) (laughs) Like Hang on, there are so many questions. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so many questions for Cass at that point but then I think my favourite part is that Cass, Cass has that reaction but then Dean, th- despite all of the other questions that he could ask mostly just seems offended at Cass's reaction <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like hang on there's a whole lot of other stuff to deal with but excuse me <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> well, I will say love to that when um when they're talking about how i i mean jack came to meet them i guess in the future and he said like you you don't realize how ridiculous some of the storylines actually are yeah. in the show until, until he says that lucifer was possessing the president when he slept with my mother <laughs> <laughs> What? just
1: so lucifer, casual
0: what? <laughs> and i think i don't know i don't even know if lucifer had been on the show at all by the time like this you know, in this time period that they've they've visited, so
1: yeah, uh, I get get the impression surprising. that yeah, Dean certainly hasn't met him yet. <laughs> like as a as a concept, he he exists, but <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, very funny in the little nods to future events that <laughs> the past guys are just like,
1: what? And again, we have, even although it's not. explored in as much detail as in the other stories we have another like John Winchester's A-plus parenting going on in the background of this one because one of the reasons why Dean softens to Jack is that he notices the way Jack is flinching at the way Cass is referring to him Mm. Um, oh yeah (laughs) and recognises it basically as like something in himself which is, um, so again, it's there yep, (laughs) yep it's always there (laughs) So
2: oh, Poor Jack. Yeah, yeah it's um, such an interesting flip from the way Dean and Cass reacted to him in Canon meeting. It's like they almost switch positions with Yeah. Yeah, that is, I, yeah. I found that interesting.
1: Yeah, that is very interesting actually. Mm-hmm. Because Dean doesn't have all that baggage of having just lost Cass to him mm-hmm. that this is just this is just a kid right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. and then Cass again, complete opposite. So and I love that. I love when Sam turns up, and Sam is just so straightforward. And Dean's like, "He's not a son. It's not possible." And Sam is just very bluntly like, "Oh no, he does kind of look like
0: Cass a lot." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I was just going to add that this story is based. Uh, was it actually written based on a on artwork? So there's at the end of the story, there's a link to um, the little the little comic strip by. Archer Vale, which is um really cute, <laughs> which is um what it's adorable. the story was written based mm. on. It's only a shorty, so there's not much else to say about it other than just go and read it because it's super cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't really like if we discuss it much more we'll we'll spoil it. But um, oh, I did like the little detail that this all comes about. By the way, there's no deliberate going back in time for anything. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Jack just drastically misjudged when he was attempting to jump back. Before the moment where he broke Dean's mixing bowl,
0: which <laughs> 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 yeah. just, just missed it by like twelve years or whatever.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that just makes it all the more charming to me. Like <laughs> he's just yeah. got those poor like little kid reflexes, and unfortunately yeah. that translates to time travel in his case. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's only yeah. three, so. Right. You
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got like there's a bunch of other ones that we've found that we can recommend. Um, We will say one of the ones that a lot of people mentioned, like you suggested to us, was A Turn of the Earth by Microcomets, who which we did actually talk about already. I I think it was actually in our very first episode, like a canon, our canonverse episode.
1: Yes, I think it was. So the first fix we talked about. So.
0: Yeah, so that was. Um, if you're interested in that one, go and have a listen to that episode.
1: It is a brilliant time travel fic though. So, yes, very valid to bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a couple of cute little ones which I dragged up out of my <laughs> out of my. Uh, I, I have a, a spreadsheet. I gave up on using bookmarks and marked for later a long time ago because they're not searchable enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I I have a couple of um, to recommend. One is is quite old, and it's it's just a cute little piece of established relationship fluff. Um, But it's always, you know, occasionally something just sticks in your head, and you always remember it. Um, Yeah. So this is a tiny little ficlet. It's only just over a thousand words um, by Britty Elaine, um, called "Along for the Ride." Um, and it's basically an established relationship story where Cass realizes that Dean um, is incredibly sad because um, ACDC had to cancel the rest of their tour um, because Brian Johnson's (laughs) told him to stop doctor told him to stop touring because of his hearing loss (laughs) and he's and he's incredibly sad about it um (laughs) so Cass uses some of the last of his grace to Zap Dean back in time to the eighties to go and see ACDC live. Aww. Um, Aww. <laughs> that's so it's very, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's very sweet. It's very cute. Like the, there's not much else to it. It's just this cute, fluffy little, fluffy little piece. Um, but it's very sweet. It's just Cass, you know, trying to, in his angelic way, be a good boyfriend, and it's very cute. <laughs> so, Aww, sweet. Yeah, I thought I'd bring that one up because you know, time travel doesn't always have to be. A big serious world world altering event when you have angels involved.
0: <laughs> um, one that I was that I read that I wanted to mention is called um, "Together in Eternity" by Mango Lip Gloss with a zero in their name as well. <laughs> um, this one was published earlier this year as well. Um, it's twelve thousand words long, but it's a, it's a time loop. So um, uh, after. So this is actually maybe a good and uh, not a good day to talk about this, but it's it's like the day that Cass gets dragged to the empty um, that he has to relive over and over. So it is it's it's not very long. It is quite angsty to start with because he is going through the same pain over and over again. But he is um, each time. It's like Groundhog Day He's trying to work out um, how to how to fix it. Basically, like some days he just gives up and let's build like he gets killed and you know other days he he gets further in discovering what what it is that's put him in the time loop in the first place so he has to try and convince like Sam and Jack and Cass that something that he is in a time loop in the first place and um yeah it's it's a good read yeah
1: yeah I've read this one um I enjoyed this one as well I like it it is it is a little painful in parts but like I like a, a kind of Groundhog Day, type
0: concept. I
1: like it. I have occasionally seen it tagged in the supernatural verse as Gabriel looping instead of Groundhog Day. All
0: <laughs> oh, right, yeah, oh, yeah. Which... Well, I guess it's like that. Um, I keep—I don't remember what that that episode was called. I keep thinking of Heat of the Moment, but that's not what it was called. That was just the song. That was... I mean, it should have oh. been what it
1: was called. <laughs> it
0: was Mystery Spot right? I think. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mister yeah, It was,
1: but yeah. Yep. It's, a, it's a, a good story, though. Good
2: recommendation.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Eden, did you have any that you wanted to mention or would recommend?
2: Uh, yeah, I actually... I have two. So I remembered when we were talking about um, sort of being dissatisfied with 300. There's a rewrite of that called Broken Road by... Let's see. I think it's pronounced the Gemini Sage. Um, and I actually haven't mm-hmm. read it, but it's been recommended <laughs> to me by a bunch of people. So I thought I'd shout that one out. Um... I it's apparently much more satisfying than the episode was. <laughs> um, and ah,
1: nice. Yeah. Ah.
2: Yeah, it looks interesting. So it's on my mark to read, but you know, that's a long list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: And there's also just a much shorter one. It's about two point five K. Um, it's called Lights by Lovers Antiquities. And mm-hmm. it's also mm-hmm. uh it's a pre series Dean and it says series five casts fic. And it's like this little bit of like I don't know hurt comfort porn without plot blend i guess and it's kind of melancholy but it's a good one i've read it several times so i'd suggest that nice to get that linked
1: up as well i have um when you said said about the groundhog day one this other one that i had immediately popped to mind because this this isn't necessarily a Groundhog Day style fic but it does have kind of a looping element to it which I found incredibly unique and I've never seen another fic like this so this is a time travel story by Sharkfish Um, it's just over 1700 words so it's quite short Um, it's canon related so it's a story where basically at the beginning Dean dies. (laughs) dies. <laughs> he doesn't die yeah. immediately, he dies, kind of, kind of dies fighting as a hunter. They basically, Cass and Dean get their, get their confession on as Dean is dying, um, and they get their I've always loved you moment <laughs> as, as Dean is dying. Um, and yeah. Cass goes back in time, um, and basically lives through Dean's life with him in a succession of different vessels. Mm. Um so like he just kind of when he's when Dean is a toddler he has a tiny little toddler like little, like chubby happy toddler friend with blue eyes and then as he gets older he like meets like different versions of Cass um
0: oh, that, that aren't necessi- yeah they're
1: what? not they're not necessarily all like Cass it's like different people but it's just Cass kind of watching over him as he grows up um, it's very cute Wow, <laughs>
0: yeah. I
1: liked it, I liked it a lot I think it's adorable, um, but the thing that I found unique about it is that it does kind of loop like the last few lines of the fic are the, and are the same as the first few lines of the fic, so it's just a loop that obviously when Dean once again gets to be his hunter self and they get together, he then um, casts can't follow him into the afterlife, so he bends space and time again, and just decides to go through it all again. Oh, mm. <laughs> and that's heartbreaking. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, uh. Cass, Cass, Cass can't let go, so he just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually very cute okay. and very nicely done in a kind of very kind of melancholy, sweet kind of way. So and that's a sharkfish story. it's Lovely. not actually sure if I said the name of it, so it's A Face in the Water by Sharkfish.
0: Mm. Oh, thank you. Cool. Uh, Well, speaking of... um, You just reminded me of another one I read off the list um, just recently. Um, The Unspoken Rule by SPN Hell is um, 14,000 words long, so it's a little longer than that, but it's also... um, Dean, it's like the... um, the time traveler's wife where uh, Dean is like a, a time traveller who can't control when he travels mm-hmm. so he, he's, he jumps forward in time I think but throughout his life so he first does it when he's a boy and then he meets this man there, um, a grown like Castiel um, who already had like some shoes for him because it was cold and he was prepared, like he knew where Dean was going to be and then um he does it you know as a teen and like Cass is always there waiting for him when he arrives it, you know their their time uh, lines kind of meet up at one point and it does have a happy ending it's not a melancholy ending mm-hmm. it does have a happy ending and um it is really sweet um worth a read so
1: oh i've read it that does hurt it does was it was it's it angsty
0: a little bit but
1: was it either recommended that one to me somebody did a little while ago and
0: I don't know. I only just read it in the last week or so. I think. No, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe two then. weeks ago.
1: Somebody read it, recommended it to me a little while ago, and I read it and loved it. So.
0: Yeah, it's really nicely done. Like, um, you know, just gradually revealed what's going on. Like, you're not really sure. Like, Dean doesn't understand what's happening at all until much later in the in the fix. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that one. Uh, well, I we got this one um, recommended to us, but we didn't do it as a main fic because it's way too long. But I've been reading it anyway since we've been a bit delayed. <laughs> um, um, it's called Heard From Your Mother. She Don't Recognize You in brackets. It's hard to say that aloud. Um, it's by Schmuzz, and it is um, 243,000 words, so yeah. it's a lot longer <laughs> than anything else we've, um, we've talked about. It's uh, it's yeah. rated M, but there is there are sex scenes in it. Basically, um, what happens is let me let me just read the very beginning of it because that explains it better. So the first um, the first paragraph of, of the first scene in this is is Cass in the empty, and you know it's after everything's gone down and you know don't do this, Cass, blah blah blah, and then he thinks he hears something and it's and the, a voice says hmm, let's try that again. And then Cass wakes up in this motel room with no memory of how he got there or who he is or what he's doing. He's just got like a wallet full of credit cards and, you know, he's wearing plaid, basically. (laughs) Like he's a hunter and he knows he's got to go and kill supernatural things, but he doesn't know who he is or where he's come from or anything. So, um, so yeah, it's pre-series one he goes back to it's 2003 so you know a few years pre-series one and he does he does a bit of hunting he gets some you know tips on where to go and hunt things on it on a phone that he doesn't know who's sending these messages and then eventually he meets up with Dean and um, they they you know get to know each other a bit and then um, and then it goes into season one they go and, you know, John goes missing, and they go and find Sam. And you know, it's um, rewriting the episodes of Series One. So, and they are this particular fic is finished, um, like the pre-series stuff and the season one stuff is finished. But the there is a sequel being written as a whip at the moment, which is season two. So, mm, cool. Um, yeah, it's worth a read. It's really interesting um, rewrite of a lot of the episodes that. Um, I think the author leaves notes saying that they were hoping they could do you know give some of the sideline characters a, a better go like um some of them just got thrown out and didn't really get a good go in, in each of these um, episodes but they're bringing them in in a slightly different way and um it's it's really well written and, and enjoyable I mean I'm about three quarters of the way through this first one and I'm really liking it so
1: very nice I'm gonna have to sink
0: yeah it's very long I haven't written I haven't read like a, a super long fic in a while and i have forgotten how you sort of read it reading and reading and then you're like oh must be getting halfway and then you have a look and you're like a third of the way into it <laughs> like, oh, okay <laughs> but no it's it's I am enjoying it. it because it's written like each of the episodes is is like a chapter so it feels like the sort of thing you might be able to put down and pick up if you really wanted to like you don't have to read the whole thing in one go so
1: yeah, I've gotten really bad at that with Fix. Like, I just keep reading and then, like, time happens. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's bad when you have, like, a job. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, no, I have to go to work in, like, two hours. <laughs> so, yeah, whoops. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, All right, any, any others that we wanted to suggest? or Are we done for now?
1: I think we're done for now, but there will be, as always, an expanded list. fix um, on the blog for anybody who wants to dig around and find some more time travel.
0: Um, So I guess we need to say a really big thank you
2: Eden for coming to talk to us today. Oh thanks so much for having me it's been a lot of fun.
0: Cool Um, so what are you you've just started posting a, a new work right?
2: In the last week or so, I have Remember yes, things? yeah. Maybe you, would you like to tell us about it? <laughs> <laughs> to tell? It's perhaps not a good idea. I'm in the middle of the end of a semester though, and I just needed something to take my mind off things. So it's an AU, oh. and I haven't really posted a proper AU for this fandom yet. But it's like it's a historical, like 1800s Western type thing. Oh, and I'm excited yes. for it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a lot That's of fun. On.
1: Sometimes that's what you need in life though like when life is busy and and hectic and you just you need a distraction. It's not the Absolutely. most logical because you don't have time, but it really helps.
2: <laughs> right. Right. I was like, "Oh, you can work on this when you're too stressed with studying, which is not really the move, I don't think, but you know, whatever."
0: In <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that spare time you get when you're right? <laughs> yeah. graded.
1: It's it's not logical, but I get you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope, I hope your um, end of semester isn't too stressful and you get a chance to, you know, enjoy writing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you very much.
0: Um, so if you, uh, anyone wants to get in touch with us to tell us about your favourite time travel fic, uh, you can um, find us on social media under Mixtape Book Club or you can email us at contact at mixtapebookclub.com or you can join us in the Profound Bond Discord server. All right. In the next episode, um, it is going to be the anniversary of the end of the show, which uh, we've decided to completely um, deny that it ever existed. <laughs> like the the finale does not exist, and we're going to um, read and talk about some fix in which the finale does not exist.
1: Yeah, finale <laughs> denial.
0: <laughs> Yay. So um, yeah, canon type fix it's next time. So thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. (laughs) And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) There we go. I think my awkward finger guns may actually have been audible that time. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> nice <Next> touch. <laughs> <laughs>